I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. KFAN, the fan. Good evening and welcome to Vikings Rewind on KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. I'm Nordo from 9 to noon. Vikings Rewind is always presented by Omni Viking Lakes. And you can book your stay today. Just go to omnihotels.com slash Viking Lakes. It took nearly a month, Vikings fans. A lot of frustration, a lot of irritation, and a lot of losing. But we got one! The Vikings won a game. 21-13 was the final yesterday in Charlotte. The Purple beating rookie first overall pick Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. 21-13 the final score. And this is a massive one. The Bears found their way despite up 28-7 on the Broncos at one point yesterday. They figured out how to lose that game. They're the worst in the NFC North. But keeping pace with those Lions, who you watched dominate the Packers last Thursday. Packers themselves having some struggles. The NFC North still very much in the grasp. Finding the first victory, hopefully finding some rhythm. And despite the fact that the Panthers are certainly far from being among the contenders in the NFL, sometimes it may it may take a game like this just dominating a bad team statistically, sometimes making it a bit more dramatic than it needed to be, but getting some great plays from players and moments uh, that put you over the top. And uh, the Vikings now 1-3 on the 2023 season. Second segment, next segment, you're going to hear from head coach Kevin O'Connell in the exclusive post-game interview that he does with Ben Lieber, whether it's a win or, unfortunately, through the first three, a loss. And you're going to hear that next segment. But let's rewind to the action. Now, what changed yesterday, of course, a victory. And what did not change, unfortunately, is early woes offensively in terms of ball security in the Tampa game. Vikings punted, then turned the ball over the next two possessions. In the Philly game week two, punted and then fumbled against the Eagles on Thursday night. Last week, TJ Hawkinson in the red zone fumbles. And then today, well, after a very promising opening drive to start the game, seven plays, 70 yards, right at the doorstep of going up 6 nothing. Kirk threw a pick six. Kirk Cousins out of the shotgun, takes the Austin Schlopman snap, looks left, throws left, right oh to a defender. Goodness. And this might be a 99-yard pick six. It is Sam Franklin Jr. inside the 50. Cousins avoids a block, or does he? No, he doesn't. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. That is a 99-yard pick six by Sam Franklin, fourth year from Temple. And the Panthers have taken a 6-0 lead. You heard it in the Vox's voice right there. He's like, is this happening again? This can't be. This can't be happening. And it feels like in a lot of ways, maybe we shouldn't be shocked. As So far in 2023, everything's happening the exact opposite way that things transpired a year ago. For instance, specifically with early offense, the Vikings were among the NFL's best a year ago in early points, specifically opening possession points, where in the first 11 games, they scored a touchdown with that opening uh, opportunity in seven of those games. And now it's punting and it's turnovers. 
Vikings respond to that by a three and out, and suddenly it's midway through the first quarter, and the Purple are on tilt against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Longest drive for either team yesterday started midway through the first as the Panthers went on a 15-play drive, eight and a half minutes, that ended in a field goal. So now, right at the beginning of the second quarter, the Vikings need to wake up in Charlotte against a team with a quarterback that doesn't seem quite ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But they do just that. Ten plays, 64-yard drives, everybody calm down, this game's not over. We still have Justin Jefferson. Out of the timeout, third and one, tenth play of a possession that's gone 60 yards, taken five minutes and change, Cousins play action, rolls out to the right, pumps, fires, caught, touchdown, Justin Jefferson! It is the second touchdown this season for J.J., tenth thrown by Cousins, and it's 10-6 Carolina. There we go. Ten minutes left in the half. It's 10-7 after Greg Joseph puts one through the uprights. And now the teams are exchanging a few punts, wearing themselves in. And and Kirk Cousins, kind of a story of the season so far, he was hit 32 times total in the first three games. Uh, That's unsustainable for a guy that we want to keep upright. Now with the Panthers, they got some linebackers out, secondaries injured. But they have Jeremy Chin, and Jeremy Chin, with a couple of fumble return TDs against the Vikings a few seasons ago, put one on Kirk yesterday. Minnesota 1-4 of on third down. Cousins is blitzed, and Cousins is sacked by Jeremy Chin, fourth-year Southern Illinois. 11th sack this season for the Carolina Panthers. Now, I play these highlights, and, and you have to trust me here. The offensive line, in my opinion... Actually played pretty well yesterday overall. He was sacked twice, Kirk was, hit just four times. The numbers significantly lower in totality in terms of the amount of times Kirk was under fire, the amount of times he was hitting the turf or at least being hit. A lot lower yesterday than they had been in any of the three previous games. So a sign of improvement. Many people wondering when Dalton Reisner was going to replace a certain guard on the offensive line. It didn't happen yesterday. Now, what did happen yesterday, which maybe led to people calling Dalton Reisner's name, is a defender gets around. His name was Yitor Grossmatos. And he gets around Ed Ingram and forces another Vikings turnover. Cousins out of the shot. Done first down from the Panthers 21. Kirk back to pass. His arm is hit as he threw it. And the ball flies into the air and into the arms of an awaiting Carolina Panther who goes tearing down the sideline. That was Camus Bruje Hill. That's who that was, the linebacker. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go ahead and let PA handle the pronunciation of that particular player's name. But I can pronounce some words, uh, words like turnovers. Turnovers as in a massive theme for the Vikings in 2023. The pick six. Think about all these tide turners throughout the 2023. You're on your way in yesterday to go up 7-0. Uh, there, was a, there was a penalty on Josh Oliver, by the way, that negated a touchdown before that pick six. Penalties yesterday. Some lack of discipline from the Vikings. Seven penalties um, yesterday. So that's a problem in its own right. But the tide turners and turnovers is you go in for seven. Nope. Never mind. They go the other way, 99 for seven. That's a tie turner. Uh, tie turner going in for points. And Yitor Grossmatos gets around at Ingram, hits Kirk's arm, ball flies in the air, and lands in the arms of that player whose name I am not interested in trying to pronounce at this particular moment. So tie turners throughout the day, these turnovers leading to points as well. 
And in this case, the Carolina Panthers find their way in the final 40 seconds of the half uh, to get themselves a field goal off that interception. So now it is 13-7 at the break. So you hear those highlights, Kirk's getting sacked, Kirk's throwing the ball to the other team, and all of those things. Against many teams in the NFL, the game is over. But it's the Panthers. So after the teams exchange a couple of punts to start the third quarter, the Carolina Panthers are in the midst of another long drive. Ten play, six and a half minute drive, and it was the defense yesterday that stepped up and Created a little tide turn for ourselves. Bryce Young facing a blitzing Harrison Smith, and the ball Come came on. out, Come and on. it's picked up by D.J. Wanham, and it's loose inside the 10, touchdown! D.J. Wanham's first National Football League touchdown has tied the game at 13. Strip sack by the hitman, Harrison Smith coming in on a blitz, and then DJ Wanham rumble tumbles his way to the end zone, and the Vikings take the lead. And while they would not look back, while the tension and the drama wasn't over, defense needed to make another play, as with the defensive touchdown, Carolina just gets to roll right back out there. And then go down, they can put seven on the board, and now Vikings are chasing the scoreline again. They can kick a field goal and at least take the lead. Now, defense just put the pedal down, and this time, Daniil Hunter found his way to the rookie. Daniil Hunter and DJ Wanham, the outside guys, for Bryce Young on third down. Back to pass, he has no idea what's happening, and he's sacked. Bryce Young is so confused right now. Marcus Davenport started it. Daniil Hunter will get the solo sack, which means he has six this season. It was amazing, and it was kind of fun yesterday to feel it for myself, The this massive attitude change that took place in such a short period of time. I also noticed it with the fans via social media and such yesterday, too. And we, lo- we love J.J. getting to the end zone. And we love the idea of what this offense can be. But we very rarely have seen it truly dominate, I- at least in 2023. And the defense, it's one of those things where, you know, we'll get to final stats and such from yesterday, but they gave up. 270 rushing yards to the Philadelphia Eagles come home and allow 450 passing yards to the Los Angeles Chargers. So we know about the inadequacies and the imperfections, and above all else, you're in each of those games and you're not getting over the hump. So everything's negative. And through that first half yesterday, you start out the game the way that you've started out other losing affairs with a turnover, the pick six, and it goes the wrong way. So all of that is just this, and, and the perception that the Carolina Panthers, by the way, are one of the worst teams in the NFL. That perception appears to be accurate. And so you're doing this against the bottom feeder of the entire league? What is happening? It's so negative. And we've seen Kirk throw for 350 yards and three or four touchdowns, and we've seen the team lose. We've seen J.J. go for 150 yards and touchdown after touchdown, and we've seen the team lose. But D.J. Wanham, hitman on the strip sack, and then you force the three and out with a massive Daniil Hunter sighting immediately after that. The defense making itself known and becoming such a huge presence and a force in this game, taking over the game, I would say, helped with that attitude change that I went through late stages of the third quarter as Bryce Young was running for his freaking life. Now the offense, you got the lead, 14-13. Towards the end of the third quarter, you just have to close this one out, if you will. Bob up four plays, 56 yards. 
And J.J. getting to the end zone for a second time. I like that. Second and one from the Carolina 30. Two receivers right. J.J. to the left. That's three one. Takes the snap. Fires to the end zone to Jefferson. Touchdown! They single J.J. And they paid. It is 20 to 13, Minnesota. And that ends up being your final score, 21 to 13 with the extra point. But it is not the end of the game. It's just the end of the third quarter. And as I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, we love it when Kirk goes for 350 and four. We love it when JJ catches all those passes, makes all those plays, big smile. He's dancing in the end zone. Those are all great things for the Vikings that we adore. But as much as we needed JJ to put the Vikings in front, we need the defense to shut it down. When you heard Daniil Hunter sacking Bryce Young, Bryce Young was under fire yesterday. One guy that we had not heard being mentioned much, if at all, through the first three games, Marcus Davenport. Where's he been? Vikings acquire him in the offseason, has an ankle injury. I think he played four snaps in the Thursday night game at Philly, but zero impact to match the zero on his jersey. He was a one-man wrecking crew yesterday with highlights like this. Three receivers right and Hayden Hurst to the left. Adam Thielen inside slot right. Young, back to pass on third down. Sees nothing. Marcus Davenport got him! Marcus Davenport with his first sack as a member of the Minnesota Vikings drives back the Carolina Panthers and Johnny Hecker is in the punt. How about that? Marcus Davenport, who totaled one half sack a year ago for the New Orleans Saints. That half sack was on Kirk Cousins in London, by the way. He got a full sack. He doubled last year's total in one play. But in all honesty, he was requiring extra attention. It opened up opportunities for other and that was something that was sorely missed on that def- on, on the front line for for the Minnesota Vikings defensively. Now he was making himself known. Love Marcus Davenport being healthy. How about Harrison Smith? Let's just this stat line here: fourteen tackles, three sacks, tackles for loss. He had two. Hit the quarterback a few times. The way he was being deployed yesterday, and the way he dominated specifically on the final possession. For the Carolina Panthers, where they're driving. Again, it's a one-possession game. Let's not forget this. Midway through the fourth, the Carolina Panthers go on a 15-play, 51-yard drive that took six and a half minutes. And we were sweating it as they got inside Minnesota's 10-yard line. It was first and goal at the Vikings' nine. But then Harrison Smith, well, he went to work. Second and goal from the nine. Bikes lead by eight, 155 to go in the game. Bryce Young facing a blitz, and he cannot get away from it. He's sacked. For the fourth time, and it was a blitzing Harry the Hitman. Marcus Davenport also in the mix. Two sacks today if they give it to him in full for Harrison Smith, and that backs up these kiddies. Third and 18 eventually at the Minnesota Vikings 18-yard line. Bryce Young, he's harassed again. DJ Wanham in the mix. He has to throw it incomplete. Falls harmlessly front side of the end zone. And then the Vikings take a timeout. There's about a minute left. Fourth and goal from the 18-yard line, and Harry the Hitman kicks down the door once more. Here they come. Fourth and goal from the 18. Empty backfield. Three receivers left, two right. 21-13 Minnesota. Bryce Young between the hash marks. Takes the Bozeman snap. Four-man rush. He's hit, and he's sacked. He is 
hit and sacked Whoa. and taken down by the player of the game, Harrison Smith, with his third sack this game. His second sack as he throws his helmet in joy to the Viking sideline. First time he ever had a two-sack game in his career. This is his 169th game. Well, he has three sacks today. The most sacks Harrison Smith's ever had in a season was three. And he had three yesterday. So big outlier game for a guy that's had a lot of those big games for the Vikings in his decade-plus time in purple. Vikings offense takes over, wears out the clock. 21-13 is the final score. Vikings now 1-3. and three, And so many cool things to celebrate defensively yesterday. You can play the game of, well, it's the Panthers, well, it's Bryce Young. But these are the types of games I think a team like the Vikings need as they propel themselves forward. But offensively even as well, two consecutive games where the Vikings are running effectively. 23 carries at 5.9 per, 135 yards on the ground. Madison with 95. Got to see Cam Akers yesterday. Just five carries, but he went for 40. And so productivity in the run game. Actually, the... (laughs) Kirk threw for 130 net yards, and the Vikings ran for 135. It's been a few years since the running attack outgained the passing attack. It was light work for Kirk yesterday. He only completed 12 passes to his own team. 14, if you count the two that he gave to the kiddies. But we're not going to do that. 12 and 19, a buck 39, and the two touchdowns to J.J., the two picks. But light work for the receiving core, just kind of game flow, all of those things. The Panthers had uh, 40 minutes of possession yesterday but were severely overmatched. Just a weird one down in Charlotte. Vikings are on the right side of it, and they improve to 1-3. and three. Chiefs next week, we know that. It's Patrick Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey, and, and all of those things. But for today, let's just celebrate that the Vikings were victorious and uh, now have a victory, something to build off of. Uh, before I go, because we're going to play KOC with Ben Lieber around the corner, I do want to remind you, you can uh, go to Monticello this Friday, the Friday Football Feast, PA and Charge in Monticello at B-Dubs, and that's from 9 to noon. The feasts are always presented by Coors Light, by the way. You can enjoy food and drink specials and a chance to win Vikings tickets and more. Just go to vikings.com slash BWW for a full schedule and details. B-Dubs in Monticello on Friday, pumping up that Chiefs game. But when we return... You're going to hear Kevin O'Connell, finally a victory interview in the post game. Ben Lieber, each and every week, tracks him down. We'll hear most of that next. It's Vikings Rewind, presented by Omni Viking Lakes on KFAN in the Minnesota. You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Oh, pass me the intercom thingy. Attention shoppers, if you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water, pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Welcome back to Vikings Rewind, KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Before we get to KOC, hey, you can join Mike Musman and Vikings defensive tackle Harrison Phillips. They're at Jimmy's and Vadnais Heights tomorrow at 5.30 p.m., and it's presented by Miller Lite. Win great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Go to vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. Jimmy's in Vadnais Heights, Harrison Phillips, and Moss. 
Welcome back. You heard the highlights from yesterday's 21-13 Vikings victory over the Carolina Panthers. Immediately after the game, now that the team finally won one, a much more positive conversation in the exclusive post-game interview that Ben Lieber does with Kevin O'Connell. And Ben got to start things out going, hey, how about that defense? No, I I think uh, so much credit to Coach Flo, his staff, and those players. Um, really taking um, what I thought was a really, really good game plan by those guys, really taking advantage of what we've done these first three weeks, trying to cause some confusion out of some of those looks, and then just relying on some critical downs, relying on our best to go make some plays. Um, Harrison Smith, what an unbelievable uh, performance, and, and when you had to have it over and over again, uh, 22, just we can rely on him in those moments. Three sacks, the forced fumble, all over the place. Uh, you know, from the jump, uh, I knew we were going to get a special day out of Harrison, and it uh, doesn't shock me one bit. Uh, one of my favorite co- players I've ever coached. Well, one of the other guys that we, we haven't seen much of, and that's Marcus Davenport. I know that you guys had a chance to see him in training camp. You guys know how disruptive he can be. You guys know that, you know, what he does to your defensive front as far as different, different alignments and the flexibility. Uh, but all day today, he was just creating chaos. Is that sort of what you guys expect with a healthy Davenport? Yeah, that was the expectation. And, and Marcus, uh, to his credit, uh, you know, has not allowed this, you know, early on. Um, struggle of getting on the field to affect his overall uh, preparation. Um, nobody's wanted to be out there more, Ben, than Marcus, and so great to have him back with that group. And, I mean, I know you could feel it. You can feel his impact uh, from the jump. I mean, pairing him with Daniil in some of those rush groups on third downs, his physicality and how hard he can be to block on the edge in the run game, and then just what that's able to do uh, for a guy like DJ Wanham, you know, to get in that nice sweet spot. He had six tackles and a sack and obviously a fumble return for a touchdown. Pat Jones was physical. That outside backer group can be a real determining factor for our team when we have all four of those guys up and rolling. And then you combine it with some of the looks that flows throwing at people, pairing the pressure with coverage and pressure and coverage. Um, it's exciting for me, and, and I, my challenge to them is just to keep on building on what we've been able to do, and that's really our whole team uh, mantra. Go back to work, uh, regardless of the outcome, improve, and, 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 and go play our best game yet, our very next opportunity. Well, switching over to the offense, I know obviously you guys, not the way you wanted to end that first series. I mean, you guys did a great job getting down the field, some big plays, and then obviously the, the pick six, but you guys settled in. Not a ton of offensive plays, but you're... You really got the the run game going. We've talked about it, you know, all year long. Getting the run game going, 135 yards on the ground. It was six yards of rush. Madison goes off for 95. But then Cam Akers, much like Marcus Davenport, you know, we don't know much about this player. You know him a lot more. But what sort of effect did he have in the run game? Yeah, I think uh, Alex and Cam were both uh, very, very good getting downhill. Um, I credit our offensive line, the interior of off- our offensive line, Josh Oliver, TJ on the edges with Johnny Munt, CJ getting some on a, on a power play backed up there. Um, I love the urgency that we've shown um, and the emphasis that we've put into the run game as a staff and, and as players uh, that we can lean on it in moments when our defense is playing really well. And we did have two turnovers. You know, the, the, I love the first drive of the game, uh, mixing it, different plays here and there. We get all the way down there. We score one time. They take it off the board uh, with the hold. And then that's just a throw uh, that we can't make in that moment. And Kirk knows that. Um, just kind of laid it out to the flat and, and kind of just because it's, you know, it's the starting point of the read. But, but he's uh, more than capable of progressing through that. And he will. Uh, Kirk continues to lead the show. 
um, doing everything we need them to do to help move our team. Um, and ultimately, Ben, when you look at four, before that four-minute drive at the very end, 40 plays on offense. We're still at near six and a half yards a play. Um, but we just have to sustain more. And when we have to have those third-down conversions, uh, the protection's got to hold up. Pitching and catching's got to happen, especially with how much coverage Justin is seeing. Um, and that will be the, lively, uh, the livelihood of this offense because we're going to run it. We're going to marry the run in the past. We hit some nice uh, play passes today. Uh, but overall, our offensive group, the standard is set high, and we got to keep chasing uh, that perfect performance out there over and over and over again to do our job to play complimentary football. That's KOC with Ben Lieber. It wraps up Vikings Rewind presented by Omni Viking Lakes. One more time before I go, you can rediscover fun again at Omni Viking Lakes Hotel. The playlist is endless, just steps from the Vikings headquarters and training facility. Book online, omnihotels.com slash Viking Lakes. Vikings win! Vikings win! Feels good to be able to say that. One and three in the season. Tough one ahead. Chiefs in town. 325 kickoff. 1 p.m. pregame on your home for Vikings football. The fans. Going to be a fun one next Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nordo from 9 to noon. To KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. You know that Big Bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thingy. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent.